Welcome to another edition of Shop Talk with your host, Troy E. Anderson, Peter Sermon, and myself, Mary Feller. So, Troy, who do we have on today? We have Stephen James, uh, formerly from a, a few bands, but now he's in 99 Nightmares. So, Stephen, do you want to uh, tell us about you? Hey, how's it going, everyone? <laughs> Um, I, well, I started in a band called Undersin, and um, played that while we were a band together for about four months, and then we got thrown into the, we won some battle of the band thing, and got to go play South by Southwest. I think that's right. Nice. We, me and Troy just started, that's I remember hanging. I remember seeing you there. First <laughs> time we met, I think we met again with Levi Lyon. Yeah, uh, at yeah, my house. yeah. Remember, remember the night? It was like we, we kind of like confessed to each other. We gotta mm-hmm. change things in the world, kind of stuff. Yeah. So then it was like, okay, now I'm with Stephen James for a while. Yeah, so. I met you back in like 2010. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah then, it was an adventure, man. Long story short, from there, um, we ended up uh, working with Derek Burkhart from Nirvana. Original drummer. Who has the same birthday as me, which was really weird. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, I, I thought it was kind of unusual. Yeah, that was a little weird, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it was. November 14th, same same birthday. Well, my partner at the time, the media guy, he had the same birthday. And you guys check it out. Go to Prince Charles, same birthday. So we're all November 14th Scorpio. So. Uh, what, what day are you born, Stephen James? Just so the world knows, I guess, since I already announced mine. Oh, I, I'm a Taurus. I'm April 29th. Ooh. Yeah. There it is. Just right it's on the Almost 420, but nine more days after. <laughs> huh? What about you, Peter? Fine. Uh, I was born on February 31st. Yeah. What? February, February 31st. Oh, we uh-huh. should have celebrated that. I'm sorry, Peter. I think we there said hello no and happy birthday. We should have celebrated. Next, next year we'll celebrate. There is no February 31st. It's his birthday, so there you go. See, this, is, this is always my trick when people ask me, when were you born? And I always say like 1974, you know, so I'm going to be 47 years uh, this year, uh, 47 year old. But uh, they say like, oh, what day? I say like February 31st. Like, oh, okay, okay, what sign are you? No. Dead. <laughs> <laughs> February thirty first doesn't well, exist. <laughs> it's leap year, right? So that would be February yeah, twenty ninth. That doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. I was actually born on July tenth. Uh, oh, that does happen. Every so that's sad. So I have the same birthday uh, with uh, okay. Ronnie James Dio. It's coming up, you know. Oh, cool! So, nice. I'm so the oldest one here. And I, and I we, we have the same birthday. So and. Uh, you know, so uh, Ronnie passed away in 2010, you know, with the same cancer that I was diagnosed with. Uh, fortunately, I did survive. Ronnie didn't survive. Uh, but right. uh, anyways, that's how I remember my birthday, because Ronnie James Dio has the same birthday. So July 10th. Was that wow. was that his wife in the picture? I remember a picture you had, Peter, I think, yeah. at, the, at, the, at, the, at the time that occurred. Yeah, that was his wife, uh, Wendy, very super, super nice uh, 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 young lady. Wow. I still call her young lady, very nice, uh, very uh, beautiful uh, inside yeah. and outside, uh, great wife, uh, great mother, grandmother, obviously. And uh, uh, that was in uh, uh, Memorial, 
Uh, I believe uh, uh, it was Hollywood Hills, a uh, big cemetery, a lot of celebrities and uh, uh, movie stars, rock stars, you know, them uh, are buried there, unfortunately, that they uh, passed. Uh, so, and uh, my uncle was... and my aunt are actually buried there, too, actually, yeah. as well. You can actually see where the yeah. WB from there. Yeah. 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 My, my, they both died tragically uh, in the 90s in Reno. So, in a car accident, yeah. pedestrian scenario, so it's really sad they both died. Yeah, but, I'm sorry uh, to hear that. So, about that particular uh, uh, picture that you saw, that was in 2015. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, that was a fifth uh, uh, celebration of life, uh, memorial, whatever we call it, you know, for Ronnie James Dio that he passed. So, and uh, yeah, that was, a, that was a fifth one. And uh, we we're going to do a, a tenth one which would have been last year, but obviously, you know, it, it wasn't happening. And uh, uh, so, anyways, that's to answer your question, Troy. Yeah, yeah that's, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Wendy, Wendy Dio. Yeah, very nice yeah, yeah. lady. It's amazing. Amazing. So, Stephen James, um, so you're on Shop Talk here. Um, any uh, famous people that you remember having to work with or uh, participate in your music recently? I know that you've worked with a few really well-known uh, celebrities or artists? Uh, I've done a few. <laughs> when you're working with these, these these great people of, of music, uh, how do you feel about that? Does it kind of like give you butterflies? It's, or? Yeah, honestly, it's, a, it's an honor to work with them. You know what I mean? Awesome. And, and you know, I, I it, it, it's you, like Mary. a dream that you're not waking you're up from, pretty much. I oh, mean, wow. Some of these guys are so good. I mean, like Dion, I, I recorded with a uh, song with Dion Estes, um, and he worked with you know Elton John. Uh, I also worked with uh, oh, uh, what's his name, George Michael, all those guys and stuff. And that guy, man, it was like four takes. He was done. It was like wow. nobody let's go let's go out for lunch or whatever. It was just nice working in, you know with people like that. Yeah, it was an honor. I imagine. So yeah. now that you're working on 99 uh, Nightmares, and of course we're spelling it with the numbers, we're actually, we're actually spelling with the words. Uh, yeah. You said you actually got that from the last year. You got it from a, a, a good friend of yours who came up with the idea or, or being a band member. I'm not sure exactly. Yeah, actually, my buddy Jeff came up with that. Oh, and, okay. Uh, yeah, you know Jeff. You mean Smiley, so, as we call him? No, not that Jeff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but you know, sorry, Jeff. Smiley. Sorry, yeah. sorry, Smiley. <laughs> but you know, that Jeff. was you. But yeah, okay. we were we were uh, getting together and we were working a lot, and he came up yeah. with the name, and I I asked him if I could use it, and he says, Yeah, yeah. man, it'd be that'd be an honor, man. So awesome. yeah, that's awesome. Something kind of fit. You know what I mean? Yeah, just, but yeah, yeah ninety nine, very attractive name. 99 Nightmares is basically a, a, a solo project that I'm doing, you know, and uh, putting a mixture of some things together, you know, and yeah, that's that's pretty much it, man. Releasing some music, uh, I'll be releasing some songs with Aaron from Nirvana, and yeah, probably Dion. Um, you know, yeah. the only notes, because I know you so well, the only notes I had today, or, or the last mm-hmm. few days, to ask you any question, because I know you so well. Is, I've known you forever, Troy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that's what I'm saying. I don't really need notes. But the only notes I did ask you, because I wanted to have a good good question, compared to the songs to the members right now, 
you think yeah. that the band is more valuable because of the new members? Because it seems like you have better members, more with members. Oh God, I got some amazing before members. in your lineups. I got some amazing members. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, oh my God. Uh, we got. Uh, well, that's what I'm taking. I got my buddy. The most beautiful thing of the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. I have. Uh, yeah. But but it, uh, by the time he was 17, he was considered a guitar prodigy. I take he's in twenties, right? Yeah, he's in, he's twenty five right? now. But yeah, wow. that was when he was seventeen. Yeah. Man, I mean, the kid's yeah. phenomenal. Um, yeah. And then I'm working with Malcolm, my drummer. He's one of the drummers I'm working with, and uh, he he used to go he's out. He's phenomenal. On he sounds phenomenal. Phenomenal. Oh, he is. Dude, he toured yeah. with uh, with Kingfish, the blues player, Kingfish there it is. and stuff. And, yeah, he's just an amazing, amazing, amazing drummer, and just yeah, I got, I got to work with I, I got to work with a lot of people. It was pretty cool, man. I, I feel very fortunate for it. So awesome. And then Peter, now, I know I will get you in a few questions. I've already asked too many already. So Peter, you have a question for Steven? Uh, yes, Steven. Uh, I would like to ask you, uh, which is kind of my generic question uh, in these uh, shop talks. What we do is like. Uh, what age uh, did you start playing instrument, uh, and uh, what did inspire you? Well, I started playing when I was probably about 14 or 15 years old is when I started. So, and it, it was, I, 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 I'm a kid of the 90s, so I, I got to watch the whole Seattle scene unfold in front of my eyes and got to meet a lot of cool people and that whole... It was all freedom. It was it was amazing. Everybody had a voice. It was, it was pretty cool. Great times. Okay, so so uh, any uh, Stephen like uh, any like uh, influences that like music you grew up on like uh, in your oh, household, yeah. you know. So what do you? Oh yeah, I, I I I grew up on all, all the old stuff, old rock and roll. You know, all the old stuff, all the good stuff. You know, Buddy Holly stuff like that. And, all the way through, I, I pretty much just, I, I, I love it all, to be honest with you. I grew up on everything, listening to everything, so. Great, and uh, what was the Here's first instrument? One. Go ahead. My first instrument would be, actually, be drums. I learned drums. Okay. would be my first wow. instrument. Yeah. And then and I then jumped you... on guitar. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Awesome, very good. And uh, any kind of... Uh, musical education did you go to school or were you self-taught or did you have a private teacher or a friend or yeah a little bit of everything pretty much a little okay. bit of everything so um i i yeah i, I don't know yeah pretty much everything <laughs> had some vocal lessons you know and 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 learn from there and i i learned from a lot of a lot of singers you know playing music since you know i was playing bars when i was 15 so I, I i was exposed to it very young so well i always had this follow-up question when i know somebody what not so much inspiration but when did you know this was going to be your life music this is going to be your i strapped thing. on my guitar and i started singing really <laughs> wow i just knew it, That's fast. I knew it. yeah it was that From was the heartbeat, what i was supposed huh? to do yeah and then i ran wow. from it because, you really? know, I ran from it when I was younger okay. uh, because, you know, there were, I mean, 
everybody was like, oh, you need to get a real job. That ain't going to pay for anything, you know? So then I got into auto mm. mechanics and stuff like that. And, you know, we just put it on the back burner pretty much. And then a little bit later on, about 2010, I decided to start playing again. And it just kind of took off. So. Wow. I didn't know that. That's one thing I didn't know about you. Was that you actually thought, okay, I'm gonna on this. <laughs> I'm gonna keep doing this. <laughs> awesome. I, I needed some song you actually on. played for you and met, dude. You know what the, the first song, and I don't want, you don't have to mention the name of the band, but that one song, the secret song, Jesus yeah. cry me. When I heard that song, I knew you were great. Right there oh, before thanks. I met you, dude. I was like, oh my God. I mean, I don't know if you want to <laughs> remember, you really want to discuss it, but Jesus, that was one hell of a song, The Secret. Oh, awesome. yeah. I didn't write that, but yeah, yeah. I know, but still played it. <laughs> yeah, I did play it. I did play it, you know. Yeah. Stuff, but yeah, that was a pretty good song. It was a pretty good song, yeah. And right now, like, coming back to the past a little bit, uh, formerly, uh, Black Star was uh, a great song to like, recently. You... Dark Star, sorry, Dark Star. Yeah. That one, what, what was the inspiration of that song? Um, Myself. <laughs> really? You're looking in, kind of like looking with a mirror. Yeah. Going, this is me. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's kind of crazy. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm I've never been. I'm not really much of a people person, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah. But other than that, but Dark Star was one of those kind of songs that seemed like it was really uh, epically made. I mean, it was like something that just yeah. stuck. Yeah, it just is. Yeah, broke. it was everywhere in that song. I I, yeah. I played it live one day at a club and my buddy recorded it. He played yeah. it and then the next morning I got a phone call and we had almost a thousand hits on it. I went, Oh my god! Oh wow! <laughs> They're calling me up at eight o'clock in the morning, man. I'm like, yeah, uh, I'm not awake. <laughs> <laughs> so get yeah, married. You got, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's that's you know. Well, I've known. Well, that's Michael called me up about that one, and um, yeah. yeah, that's started working with Michael back then. So yeah, and we've been we've been putting together some some pretty pretty interesting and pretty good music together and stuff. So Michael's so. basically a talent agency type guy or, or helper or an agent that's been there for you, I guess, over the years. He, yeah, he's an he's an yeah he's an agent. Cool, so. cool, awesome. That's that's way cool. For uh, Mary, GWE Entertainment. Oh, w yeah, yeah. Let's put that in. Okay, that's cool. Uh, Mary, do you have a question? Well, I mean, considering I just had Steven on my show, what two yes, days ago? Yes, you did. <laughs> yes. Hi. Question, yeah. Follow up. Follow up. Uh, maybe you guys want to talk about Nerf balls? Like you were talking about me and the Nerf balls and. Oh yeah, because you know, Ink said he wanted to shoot you with the Nerf gun, and I said I wanted to shoot <laughs> Steve Unger with the Nerf dart. That would be interesting. <laughs> and, and the whole murder hornet world tour we've now yeah. decided all the musicians on stage get nerf guns so they can shoot the audience i don't know what peter would think about that one peter what do you think nerf guns and music you know what actually uh probably like a month ago i got a late birthday present for my sons uh I no way and uh Actually, I got uh, guitars, machine gun guitars. Oh, cool. I mean, oh, my God. I, I saw it at the NAMM show uh, uh, 2020. Obviously, 2021 didn't happen because of COVID-19. Yeah. We'll, we'll get 
to it later. Was that that show? I am member and I'm also artist at the NAMM show. But anyways, I saw these machine guns and I didn't grab the uh, fucking uh, business card from the company. And for all 2020 year, I was I was searching for these uh, guitars, and they're actually really yeah. cool sounding, you know, and they're uh, inexpensive. So and I bought two machine guns for because uh, my sons they play Roblox, you know, shooting like they, they would be in fucking uh, Iraq or Afghanistan or some <laughs> shit, you know, like all I can hear when I get into my house is like. Brrr, brrr, brrr. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Are we in Afghanistan or some shit? So, anyways, I, I, I got them two machine gun guitars, so but not nerve guns, because then they would hurt th themselves, probably, as I know them, shooting themselves. Everything so said, get broke. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. I'm fucked up. So, I, I, I got them these uh, machine guns, and uh, they love it, you know, so, and uh, they're just like, it's actually, it sounds good. Very inexpensive. I, I remember seeing those over there. Yeah. I remember seeing those. Okay. That, that, yeah. Steven, I was down took, there. Yeah. Yeah, it took me one year to, to find out here in L.A., you know, who's got them, who's selling them, the company, uh -huh. you know, and I, and I, finally I found it, you know, so. Nice. I, so, and they look, they look like so real. So I said, like, uh, whenever I go back on the stage, you know, especially, mm -hmm. if, uh, you know, big uh, stage like stadium, 20,000 yeah. plus people. My intro is going to be on one of them, and I'm going to fucking start shooting people with some heavy, 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 heavy power cords. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, I think we, yeah, started, we started our gear junkie part, I guess. So, I, like, went, I went down ultimate, there. And... Ultimate gun. That would be the ultimate gun, a guitar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah Stephen, you, you went uh, at the NAMM show 2020, right? So uh, I was. Keep, I was down there. I was down there with Sound Synergies, their company nice. that... that and then um, I ended up getting endorsed uh, by uh, Minerate Guitars. So, and which yeah, guitars? Which Minerate guitars? Minerate really guitars. nice guitars. Yeah. They're like custom made. They're really nice. Okay. Very good. Very nice. Yeah, guitars. they made guitars for like Lemmy from Motorhead and all, all sorts of stuff. But Very yeah, they're, they're guitar company, absolutely uh, amazing. All They were all handmade. Custom. They're just, oh my yeah. God. <laughs> I'll send you a picture of one, man. You'll 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 love this thing, man. Absolutely. Uh, are these, uh, now, now, now Peter's gonna go shopping for more guitars. <laughs> yeah. Well, they make electric acoustics and they make basses too. And, oh yeah. Uh, these are full-looking guitars. I saw a few of them. You have yeah, one, they, right, Stephen? You still have one? Oh, I got. I get. Yeah, I have two of them. <laughs> nice. <laughs> they they gave they gave me a um, uh, number three goddess with a. Just oh my god! And then I got a, a Dark Lotus <laughs> that we've been. That, yeah, I, I like them both, man. I my my goddess. I'll be I'll be real, man, dude. I put that thing up against old, literally old, like Gibson Les Pauls, man. And when when they were playing like their Les Pauls, they were looking at my Minaret going, "Oh my god, I gotta play that thing. That thing sounds amazing," <laughs> you know. So <laughs> yeah, they're they're absolutely just phenomenal over-the-top guitars they're they're just unreal well that's that's Peter, great you, you know like i said before you know if it sounds good you know actually i didn't say it before that was rehearsal but i i said like if it, if, <laughs> if it sounds good and you like it don't fucking change it just exactly. go with it yeah. 
you know. It's, so and we'll get to that point. You know, I'm endorsed by Manuel Rodriguez, uh, uh, handmade oh, yes. uh, uh, classical and flamenco guitars, handmade in Spain, Toledo. Uh, Manuel, by the way, if you are listening, hello to you. Uh, yes, I hope hello. to see you soon. Uh, yeah. So uh, 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 I have my signature guitars uh, uh, by Manuel Rodriguez. And also I have my signature guitars by Carlos Pavicic, made in uh, Paris, uh, Paris, uh, France. Uh, and uh, I have my signature gu uh, guitar picks uh, by Dunlop, 1.5 millimeter, the same like Ingray Malmsteen, my buddy. Nice. Uh, you want to say that one more time, uh, Peter? Where, where, is, where is that? What, what type of guitar is that with the Prince type symbol that you have? What was that from? Not Prince. Uh, 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 Manuel Rodriguez, uh, classical and yeah, yeah. flamenco guitars by Manuel Rodriguez, handmade in Spain. I've heard of those. I've never actually got to play one, though, man. I got hmm. seven of them, I think, uh, in my nice. recording studio. Out of, uh, I have like, I don't know, like 30 plus guitars. Yeah, he oh, showed us a picture of the wall, and there's there. guitars <laughs> everywhere. But th this is for classical, classical and flamenco. Now, for electric guitars, I like to use scallop neck, and 99.9% uh, .9 for electric guitars, I'm using uh, Fender Stratocaster YJM, which stands for Ingwe Johan uh, Malmsteam, signature guitar with scallop neck, and also I use uh, BC Rich from 80s scallop neck. Uh, I prefer scallop neck uh, electric guitars. So, and uh, like I said, uh, my, my signature guitar strings made in France, in uh, Paris, by Carlos Pavicic. Uh, they are epic. I mean, uh, it's just wow. like, they just, they, they just sing, you know, they scream. So, either it's a, a classical guitar or electric guitar or even bass guitar, you know, so. And then uh, Dunlop, uh, Jim Dunlop, uh, USA. That's my guitar picks. Nice. So, it's way cool. I just remember that you had a guitar that was a symbol of friends. That's why I remember that. you showed something in a picture or something like that. Oh, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's a purple rain. rain. That's, that's a purple rain guitar. Now, that, that, was, that it was given to you by the, 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 was that something given or something you got? Uh, no, I, I, I stole it in local uh, liquor store. <laughs> oh shit! No kidding! I'm wow. just kidding. I'm just, I'm just we got kidding. Got some music news here. Yeah. You know what? It was inexpensive. You know, it took me like five minutes of fear. You know, so really? Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You know me. I'm joking. <laughs> so no, actually, that guitar has a uh, sentimental value, and uh, uh, it means a lot since uh, the last Prince uh, a few years ago. And, uh, you know, uh, yeah, it's, it's in the center of my recording studio, hanging on the wall with a awesome. bunch of other guitars, you know, and I'm very proud to be part of, uh, uh, part of a uh, family uh, uh, that belonged to Paisley Park. A legacy, I, I take it, a legacy yeah, of your life. legacy, yeah. Yeah, legacy, so. yes. Um, um, Mary, I thought you were going to jump in. Did you want to ask a question? I heard something and then you kind of scrambled off. Oh, no, I was just saying that uh, Peter has shown us the his wall of guitars. And, oh, my yeah, God. He's, like, got a shit ton. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, you do, Peter. You have a shit ton. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Well, uh, I'm also a big collector uh, of guitars uh, and uh, amps, you know, uh, tube amps, you know, especially old. All the vintage. way. Oh, there we go. All the way. I know, see, yeah. James is You're a... right a, up my alley, man. Yeah. <laughs> there he is. He's a good junkie. Let's get, let's get it going. Best I am amps, a, I guys. Am What's the best amps? Now, now it's going to get... Now we're gonna crank up the volume, and it's gonna. Now we're gonna crank up the volume. <laughs> Stephen James first. Your your favorite amp to, to play on. One of my favorite TV. ones. Uh, yeah, probably a Friedman. These are good ones. I like them. Yep. I I, I love I love those things, man. And and um, well, I like the older amps, Marshall. But it, you know, I, I'm a big fan of the the Bogner Fish preamps and and yeah. Friedman just nailed it out of the ballpark this way you know, you, when you use that you can have some intermittent problems if you're using it with like an old Marshall or something like that you know but yeah it, he just knocked it out of the ballpark with that amp I think it's one of my favorites another one is a 65 Fender basement I love the, the old uh, Fender basements yeah yeah so that's in another your good studio one. guys in your studio uh what boards do you like? What conditioners? How do you like setting up your, your studio for mic and everything? I, I guess Peter first. Okay. You. Peter? Okay, well, what you, you know what? Uh, that's a good question. And uh, uh, my recording studio is set up for uh, tracking and also mixing. And uh, not not so much for mastering, to be honest with you. But I do, right. have, I do work with a lot of uh, other uh, studios here in uh, Los Angeles that uh, uh, will go for uh, depends on the project you know so right, if right. it's uh, you know if it's like a full production project obviously you know we're gonna run it through nice preamps you know and uh, uh, you know on mixing and then of course mm-hmm. mastering you know so but uh, as far as my studio uh, I uh, I like to use for tracking. Uh, I have a Presonus. Uh, oh my God, what is it called? It's 16 channel Presonus. It's an audio and digital interface, and uh, that's if I need to record the whole band. It's got 16 channels, and uh, when I'm doing like uh, instrument by instrument, uh, I have another two setups in my recording studio which is Focusrite 18.8, I believe. It's like a four-channel or eight-channel, I think, but four-channel at the same time you can use. So uh, that's what I use. Uh, uh, let's say keyboard is stereo. That's two channels right there. Then let's say guitar, one channel, and let's say vocals, not a channel, which obviously I would never do it that way, you know, recording all three at the same time. But uh, that's a luxury that I could do, you know, so... But, uh, yeah, the 16th channel is, uh, you know, for if I wanted to record a whole band, like back in the old days, Black Sabbath recorded the whole band, you know, or Iron Maiden right. back in 70s, 80s, you know, uh, uh, without going like drums first, then bass guitar, then guitar, then keyboards, then uh, vocals, whatever else, you know. So right. so it really depends, you know. So uh, it's, uh, I, I, I'm pretty much unlimited. I can do whatever I want to do. And uh, right. if I want to really give it, seasoning that's when i bring it to other studios and uh yeah. the guy who i'm working with here in los angeles he's a great sound engineer great recording studio his name is rich mauser rich mauser i'm sure you're gonna be listening to this because i'm gonna send you a link he's a great sound engineer and you know he, he's got clients like uh 
uh, Robert Trulio from Metallica recording his solo project nice. in his studio, you know, and I could go with names and names. So, but Rich Mauser is uh, one of the guys I would bring, you know, if I really wanted to make perfect, 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 I bring it to his yeah. recording studio. He's going to run it through a, a two-inch tape eventually, you know, give it this kind of like a warm feeling, you know, so and Steven could probably refer to this, yes. you know, we, we do it like, let's say on Pro Tools, okay, you know, like, like yes, there we are. So here we go, Steven. That, that's how you would kind of do it too, take it? Mm, well, yeah, I, I'm old school, man. I like yeah. to go on tape and then transfer yeah. it over to digital. Yeah. That's how I like to yeah. do it. Yeah, like, yeah. I, it's all with me. It's all about the performance. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm right up your alley, man. <laughs> exactly, Steven. I, 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 I totally, I completely, totally agree with you. I'm old school way, you know. I don't like this new, uh, like, modern technology editing and stuff, you know. So yeah. I like to do everything, you know, like, like one, two, three, four, five takes, whatever, you know, and make it, uh, you know, sound perfect without a sound engineer uh, changing pitch, doing this and this and that, editing all that kind of crap, you know. But then uh, what we do, uh, we just run it through two-inch tape to give it this kind of like a warm sound. Or you could do it the other way around. You can you can go to two-inch tape first and then run it through Pro Tools and do editing, you know. So either way, so... So how do you do it, Stephen? How, how do you like your studio? Do you like a good setup where you got your drums first, or what's what's your usually order? Yeah. We we do it live. Do it live. We do it, live. Scratch, scratch, we, we do it old school live. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've been doing my. I've been working out of two different studios. Um, I've been working at a, a mountain home, or excuse Robert me, Robert Lang's house. of course, right? Yeah, Mountain House Studios, and uh, Robert Lang Studios up in uh, North well, Shoreline, Seattle. Yeah, Seattle. Yeah. yeah. It all depends on the song with me. I'm, I'm, I, I'm a big recording junkie, as you would say, and sound junkie, so and gear junkie. <laughs> what I liked I, about Robert Langs was the drummer. He had a huge, like a cathedral in his room. Yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah, he yeah. really would describe that. If no one knows about Robert Langs. Oh, it's 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 just a monster. I mean, I think there's yeah. a, uh, at least thirty foot ceilings or something in that place. Yeah. It's octagon. Yep. It's it's made out of. It's kind of. It's not your average studio. Like it, it breaks all the rules. It's it's stone in there. <laughs> so, I would yeah. say cathedral, but yeah, whatever. You want well, uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of great albums have been recorded there. Um, yeah, Allison Chains did some stuff there. Nirvana, Soundgarden, Eddie Vedder. The list goes on and on. So yeah, yeah. he's got a he's got a huge SSL board. It, I, I I like the SSL board, but if I can get like an old Neve or like a you know as I say like a Neve or something like that, I, I prefer a Neve personally. But yeah, 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 that yeah. We don't like with the record that I'm putting out now. Um, we didn't we didn't really pretty much use any plugins. We 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 used echo chambers for um, equalize or for the you know the reverb and. And we just used a lot of different mic choices and nice. kind of put it together that way is how we did it. I, I won't have any auto-tune put on my record whatsoever. It makes me seasick. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hear it and I'm like, turn that off. <laughs> yep, so. I agree with that. I agree with that. And, uh, yeah, uh, uh, Stephen, as you mentioned, you know, like 30-foot ceilings, you know, that's what we uh, always use for... Uh, 
studios like that for acoustic uh, instruments, let's oh, say yeah. drums, you know, drums or even classical guitar, even cello, uh, violin, uh, any oh, kind of yeah. acoustic instruments. You know, I remember it, that beautiful piano in there got, a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, oh, it's yeah, got a beautiful a, piano. Yeah, get a beautiful piano in that room as well. Remember, yeah. Stephen? Yeah. Oh, they got all sorts of stuff. We shot a video. Oh my God, in there they got too. so much, um, so much stuff in there. And then I think, yeah, then Foo Fighters did a video in there. It's the same studio they they did their with the Sonic Highways or whatever, the Seattle yeah. one. It's the same studio as where I'm doing my record. Yeah, it's one of them. So uh, one of well, the I think it was eight studios they had in that documentary. They went to eight studios or something like that. Back in the yeah. back in the day, a few days years ago, it wasn't too long ago. It was just recently. I know, usually hunt down. I, I hunt studios down by gear. What kind of gear they have? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. So that's that's kind of been my rule of thumb. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Really like you hunt down studios too, or do you like the studio? <laughs> what, what kind of studios do you like? I mean, what, what, what's everyone like for studio? Peter, uh, it's your service now, I guess. <laughs> what would okay. you like in a room? A warm room, a cold room, a quiet room. Uh, well, you know what? Uh, it really depends. I, I have uh, uh, probably thirty uh, vintage amps. You know, so uh, uh, I don't really look for what they have in the studio, but uh, what kind of room now? So as far as as far as guitar, as far as guitar uh, 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 equipment uh, or amps, you know, so uh, I can actually in my recording studio, which doesn't have a thirty foot ceilings, obviously, but uh, yeah. I can I can uh, track guitars perfectly perfect in any kind of genre from jazz all the way to uh, something like a slipknot like a death or trash metal or whatever you call it anything in between blues rock uh, classical whatever so uh, uh, that's as far as electric guitar now as far as acoustic guitar uh, or classical guitar then we're talking about the rule you know so oh yeah and uh, that, that makes a huge difference and uh, uh, also the microphones, like uh, Steven mentioned earlier, you know, it really depends what you like. Now, I do call this uh, as an artistic opinion. And okay. producer... Or prerogative, produ I guess, or dog yeah. Yeah. Produce, yeah. yeah, producer or sound engineer, they can tell you, like, oh, you know what, use this mic, use that mic, or use this amp, or use this dad. No, bullshit. Right. Bullshit. No, 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 no. No, uh, this is my song, this is the way... I want to record it. This is the way I want to make it sound. So, you know, so it's very, uh, to me, personally, to me and professionally, yeah. uh, it's very artistic opinion. Just like, how do I want to make it sound? You know, you can use a hundred dollar right. mic, uh, or you could do, uh, you could use a $5,000 mic, not going to mention names, uh, uh, or brands. So, but, uh, you know, if hundred dollar mic sounds in your ears, uh, better than a $5,000 mic, go with it. You know, exactly. and and uh, that, that's what I would, you know, tell to our listeners and uh, 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 musicians, you know, just just go with your ears. If you have a good ears, if it sounds good, it's good. Don't fucking change it. It doesn't matter if you're using if you if you are recording with twenty five thousand dollar vintage Marshall amp that is sitting in my recording studio or if you are recording with six hundred. Uh, dollar uh, 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 tube amp, you know, which is not vintage. You know, if it sounds good, it's good. Don't don't change right. it because every guitarist uh, or every band, every artist is different. And I'm just talking about guitars. I could go with vocals. I could go with drums, obviously, with uh, uh, other instruments. So, but uh, right. just 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 listen uh, and see if you like it. If you like it, you have to like it first. 
And if the audience will accept it, great. But I'm sure if it sounds good in your ears, if you are trained in, if you are professional, and if it sounds good into your ears, then audience will accept it because you are uh, genuine. You are just honest. This is the way I am. This is the way I want to make it sound. Just like Steven was saying. Beautiful. Like, you know. Yeah. I got I got a saying about microphones, man. People always ask me what kind of mic and all this other stuff. And I always just tell them, hey, man, look at a microphone as different seasoning. Each one does something different. Good way of saying it. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, so, very like, true. Like, you're, you sound like you guys are both cooks when it comes to music. Chefs. Well, it depends on the song, man. I mean, like exactly what he's talking about. Sometimes you need a yeah. big room, but sometimes yeah. you need a, you know, an isolated room. It, it, right. Trying to right. depend on what you, what kind of sound you're going for. What mood you're exactly. wanting to achieve. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And you know what I used to do, Stephen? Uh, you know, that? and I, I'm still doing it. You know, sometimes, you know, I would put like blanket over four by twelve cabinet or two by twelve oh, yeah. cabinet. You know, blanket over it. You know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We you put know, towels do, over do you, snare drums. Yeah. <laughs> you talk about that? I remember you were talking about matchsticks and drums. Do you want to mention that secret, or is that something? Oh, yeah. that everyone should know, it, man. So when when okay. I record drums, I like this is something I've learned through you know different producers and stuff. But I like to take you know the drum set. I would I would put it on matchbooks, little matchbooks, so it resonates better, so I can catch more of the resonance. So yeah, pretty much stuff yeah. like that, little tricks. That's a good one. Tricks, yeah. That's and a, then uh, like yeah. I won't use the gel, you know, like the gel little things that they put on the drums. I don't, I don't use that. I use pretty much I use paper towel. That's what I use, yeah. paper towel. Yeah. Oh my God, so, Stephen! Yeah, yeah, you just took it out of my mouth, you know. So <laughs> I, no, seriously, like I, I remember like to almost uh, like fifteen years ago. Uh, one of my drummers, uh, uh, Granny Siago, who played with Black Sabbath, or recorded with uh, Black Sabbath, you know, he came to stu- studio and he took a blue tape and cotton or uh, paper towels, like you mentioned, and he would just put it over the snare. And I'm looking at it like, like what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> but you know what? That, that goddamn drum sounded like a million dollars. Oh, yeah, and then you grab, like, a resonator and put a resonator in there, man, and (laughs) do all sorts of cool stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Just a blue tape from Home Depot, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, nothing special. And this is what we call this shop talk. This is shop talk right now. Painter's tape works great for that. It doesn't mess up the finish. It doesn't, it's just perfect. Mm -hmm. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, let's go, I guess, get to the more historical things. What we got, about 20 minutes left there, Mary? Sure. We're about about halfway halfway in uh any since we're going to the future i guess or current events uh anything that you really want to talk about steven for what's going on in the future with the band or what currently is going on with band? i know you guys were in studio for a hell of a long time and how's yes, that progressing we've been we we've been in the well most albums you know usually take about eight months <laughs> <laughs> right right if, if you're if you're into like you know if you're if you're really into quality and capturing the performance it's gonna take you a second right right because yeah. as an artist, have you enjoyed every moment or has is it painstaking i take it as they say it's Man, dude, I've, like, wanted to throw chairs across the room. (laughs) You know, it's like, why can't I hit that note, you know? And and I have to work for it. That's just the way I am. You know, as I said, I don't use auto-tuning or anything like that because 
I believe honestly that my fans deserve better. They should hear the real me. You know? Exactly. Well, I think we, we kind of like threw yeah. a few secrets in because I know that that's yeah, a lot of people. We want to teach people, yeah. A lot of people like to cut out accidents. Sometimes those accidents are just yeah. a blessing in disguise. Right. Yeah, you different know? sound. So, yeah, it's, I mean, you might do something on your vocals that's different from normal when you're doing a vocal track and it's boom, there it is. And you're like, what? <laughs> you know, how did I do that? Yeah. It's a vector of frequency that's occurring with your with your actual pitch or something and you just hit something you didn't expect and there it is. You want to perfect that again. Well, I, I, I well, before I go into the studio, man, I, I, I work every little section out. I like to pre-record everything, right. you know, just to make myself a roadmap pretty much. Right, and then right. practice the hell out of it for months on end and then come in and you know, hit the record button, and it's all about the performance, so. Right, exactly, and Steven, you know what, all respect to you for that, because I I feel the same way, you know, like, like you have to hit the right note, you know, the right pitch, you know, either you are playing guitar, or even if you're hitting drums, you know, playing drums, vocals, you know, you have to hit the right... Maybe this fill is too much, maybe I should back it off a little bit. Sometimes it ain't what you put into it, it's what you pull out of it. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. And uh, unfortunately, nowadays, you know, uh, mm-hmm. people, they use a lot of this modern technology. And I always say, and please, listeners uh, and fans, just hear me teaching on this you guys, one. We're teaching you. Just hear me on this one, okay? It's about, like Stephen would say, like, uh, what fans and people want to hear is your real deal. Exactly. Now, listen, listen. Uh, use modern technology to your benefit, but do not, and I'm going to stress out, do not abuse, abuse, abuse modern technology. It means that you play and sound like shit in rehearsal studio, then you come to a multi-million dollar studio and they, they're going to make you sound like a million dollars. You know, that's bullshit. Right. Okay? Yeah, so, exactly. And, you know? <laughs> You know, no, we're so, talking auto tune. We're talking different distortions. What are we talking well, about here? Some people here? like their everything, 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 everything. Everything. Like I was saying, vocals, uh, the the guitars, plant, the, yeah, uh, drums, uh, uh, bass guitar. Uh, I mean, you have to have a feel. Just like Steve mentioned yeah. with uh, uh, with feelings. You know, just yeah, back it up sometimes, or you know, uh, do, do it more aggressive or uh, ambient or whatever. You know. Just you have to have a yeah. feel for it. You know, this is how I want to express myself. You know, not just to click the the button on Pro Tools and okay, we're gonna make it sound like this. Okay, so now for, for yeah, I was gonna say for an example when I when I recorded one of my songs, it was like I when the the track that I actually kept was the track I was literally crying through. <laughs> I mean, it had the most emotion in it. You know, exactly. Right, right. Oh my God, Steven, I love you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you guys gonna meet us sometime in LA one of these days, or Vegas, yeah. somewhere. You guys no. got your drinks. This is awesome. Yeah. Like, Steven, I think your fiance better you watch out. What do you say, Mary? I said I think his fiance better watch out. Oh, no, <laughs> <my> <laughs> yeah, that was a rehearsal, guys. Just so you know, we had questions in rehearsal. We threw it out. Uh, we threw out the rehearsal questions. We're yeah. trying to make this a real shop talk. So, 
When I did my recording, I didn't use, I, I make sure, like, the rule of thumb, if, if you want a really good recording, make sure you just got, you know, noise cancellation, power, a good power conditioner, a good preamp, and a good EQ, a good there couple sets of mics, and that's all you need. Yeah, that's beautiful. Absolutely. And you have to play with your feelings, like you said, Stephen, uh, about exactly. one month ago. You know, if you don't play with your feelings, you know, then it's going to be crap because then producers or, or, or record labels going to tell you like, okay, well, just play this uh, 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 chorus or record this uh, verse or whatever, or the song, whatever, you know, like, no, I, I'm just going to record whatever the fuck I want to record. And I'm going to record it with my feelings. Sometimes, you know, like when I play song, I'm thinking about my son, my sons. Sometimes yeah. I'm thinking about something sad. It depends what kind of song it is or what kind of uh, uh, exactly. progression I'm playing. You know, sometimes I'm thinking about being on the beach, you know, or having good time. You know, sometimes I'm thinking about my 12 wives. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> this is the old conversation we had. Again, guys, this is the old conversation. Oh, you knew it was going to come up. I knew it was going to come up, Mary. But uh, anyway, anyway. I, I, as an artist, dude, that, that, I can fully agree. When when I do a song, I got to put myself in that particular moment in time when I record it. I literally have I'm to go there mentally. You know, I'm probably still in a question from Mary again, as usual. Uh, here's the question for both of you guys, since this has been a great conversation. New artists, this is a educational, I guess. New artists, what we're talking about. What should you do? What should you not do? What's the way to be a good artist when you're starting out? Any advice? Learn as much as you can. Yep. Like from music theory to, to everything. I mean, I, I wasn't even a singer when I first started music. I right. I became a, a singer because drummer yeah, I was a drummer and, and our lead singer was like all, on a hiatus like any other lead singer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and, I'm like and that and I, I started too. to sing. I'm like, man, I, I, someone's got to do it. I'll do it. You right, know? <laughs> right, right. Take over. Take over the job. Pretty much. Peter? Peter, what do you think? Okay. Advice what, for what, what, new artists? Of course. Always first of all, first of all, uh, look at the mirror. You look at yourself. Look at the mirror, okay? Yeah. All right. So, and ask yourself, where are you coming from and where are you trying to go? And there then, if you can answer that question, just remember one, the most important thing at the end. Be yourself. Mm. Don't try Hell to yeah. be... Uh, Michael Jackson, Prince, Madonna, uh, Metallica, Slayer, uh, Iron Maiden, whoever is your influence, Beatles, you know, don't try to be them because you will never be them. Be yourself. And copying is only good for karaoke and cover play, bands, right? And, <laughs> there you go. And, and play, with bands, your, yeah. play with your heart and your soul, and you will there get it there. It only matters if, even if there's only one person in the room. You play there with your is. soul because... You never know who that one person in the room is. Exactly. I've learned that one too. That's Vidish. That's Vidish way of looking, I think, when you're performing. No matter how packed or non-packed it is, there's always that one person that could be there that's going to change their lives, that could change your life, or whatever. Uh, ripple as long effect as you hit someone's soul, man, you did your job, you know, the way I look oh, at hell it. Oh, yeah, as an artist. As so. an artist, hell yeah. Yeah, if you can. Okay, we're going down to 10 minutes here, guys. So, like, uh, let's get some futuristic concepts here. Uh, any plans for the future coming out of the recording studio, Stephen? Any shows, any movements? I think you were telling me you're, you might be moving. Any plans? Uh, well, yeah, I'm probably going to get out of Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. 
I'm gonna go down by. I'll be down by Vegas. Yeah, yeah. I'll be closer to LA. So yeah. Cool. There it is. You guys can hang out. I'm only be like four or five hours away from LA. Yeah. Drive away. Just drive. Yeah, back and forth. And and pretty much, uh, well, I'm gonna release this. I got a new song that's coming out with. uh, I was saying earlier, but I didn't mention it through the show. Um, with yeah. uh, Kevin Wood, Andrew Wood's brother. From, yeah. yeah, so the legendary Andrew Wood from yeah. Another Love Bone. So, yeah, which is now Pearl Jam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I got uh, yeah. Andrew's brother. Me and him have been writing some songs together, and we're going to release some stuff. I'll probably be releasing it in the end of April. So. Peter, any questions about the future plans of Stephen James? Anything you want to ask him about his future? Well, uh, I mean, the, the, it's it's very hard to ask nowadays because we don't know what's going to happen the next day, next week, next month COVID, because of yeah, COVID nineteen. You know, yeah, exactly. So and uh, you know, uh, it's it's. Uh, I would say, like I said before, in our shop talks, uh, uh, mm. it's it's only dream at this point. But you know, I'm planning yeah. on going to Europe. You know, is Hell it going to yeah. happen? Is it going to happen in July? I don't know. You know, so it's very hard to ask uh, questions. But uh, uh, okay, for Stephen, I would ask like, uh, so when are we gonna uh, have a drink in uh, Las Vegas or somewhere? I'll be down there. I'll be down there probably by the end of April. There it is. Oh no! I'll be down there probably by the end of April, man. So. I plan on spending my birthday. 420, 428, <laughs> yeah. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Oh, yeah. April yeah, I'm only like eight hours outside of Vegas. I'm not from Georgia. I'm just saying I've never been to Vegas. I've never done the hangover thing. So I just want to be in a bed on top of a hotel. That's all. Troy, you know what? I'm going to have to advise you one thing. When you go to Vegas for the first time, at least for the first time, whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, okay? Exactly. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and you don't get, get hustled, man. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about that. <laughs> so, it's some hit, crazy so, stuff out there, man. Oh, oh, no shit, no shit, no shit. So, so, Troy, when you hit that bingo jackpot oh. in your hotel room, remember don't us. T- don't tell anybody. <laughs> don't tell anybody. <laughs> so, like, no, I wasn't there. I wasn't there. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. That was her. It was her. <laughs> well, Mary, would you and your husband like to hang out with us in, in April if you can? Hell yeah. Like to, to We're only like eight, eight hours outside of Vegas. All right. That was showing up. Bring some Bring some friends, you know, and figure out uh, what we can do with this COVID mess, you know. Maybe just drink. I don't know. Something fun. Maybe just drink. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. COVID away. We used to just, just drink. We just, there were those days, Steve and James. We just oh, God. Drink. God. Just drink. Just I quit drink. drinking, thank drink. God, because of I those know days. You, <laughs> <laughs> you want to hear something?
kind of hilarious? I've seen this uh, uh, online. They were selling a piece of the floor of uh, the, that re, uh, that band rehearsal studio mm-hmm. up in Seattle uh-huh. that had Alice in Chains and all this other stuff in there. And they were selling yeah. a piece of the floor, and my, my comment was, I remember I puked on that or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's worth money, all because of you. Now they're like, <laughs> well, no, just, I, 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 I'll be honest, I puked all over that floor. <laughs> I got way too drunk. No, they're Praying selling the it. No, they're selling God, it. Man. <laughs> I think anybody that's been in that place has probably puked on the floor. <laughs> well, hopefully this broadcast gets out to enough people that that floor is going to probably appreciate in value, not go down. So they exactly. were trying to sell a chunk of it for like seventy-five bucks or something like that. Oh man, <laughs> it's a piece yeah. of your history, Stephen James. It's a piece of your history. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> The buyer might care. He's like, I just got some piece of history. I got Stephen James's puke on my floor. I just bought. <laughs> this could be the piece. This could be the piece. <laughs> oh my love! Oh, so beautiful. Okay, I think we're getting down to the last nitty gritty here. Mary, some closing yes. questions, please. Uh, no. Is that reality? I mean, next time we can't have. Be. We we got to spread these out more than a couple days. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Because <laughs> I still remember like, all the answers from the remember, questions I, I had. The last interview, yeah. <laughs> that was a fun interview, though. That was a fun. Oh, interview. Yeah. I know we talked enough about the interview last time, but uh, Ty was on there. I think we should talk about your band members, I guess, a little bit more before we, we say goodbye and, and give them some compliments. I guess Stephen James. Anything you want to shout out for your band members or things you're looking forward to with your band? Oh, we're just all. Well, some of them are right here next to me right now. <laughs> you want to give him the phone and say hello and goodbye? Is that Ty? I don't know where the hell he went. Yeah, Ty's we'll somewhere around here. <laughs> we're about, we're about, we're about Ty. <laughs> All right, let's get Ty on the phone. Say hi. Say hello to Peter right. and Mary. And, and Peter. Yes. Yeah, Peter, I'm going to email you, man. I'll give you my number, man, and I'll, I'll send you over oh, some yeah. songs you can check out. Sounds good. Absolutely perfect. Uh, yeah. Uh, are we friends on Facebook? Probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but he's got two profiles, to my knowledge. Uh, five. Oh wow. Five. Oh my god. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, it's my music tie. Yeah, uh, this is Ty. All right. Hi, Ty. Hey, how you guys Hi, doing? Ty. Well, you know, we're just drilling Stephen James on music theory and history and stuff like that, as usual. It's Shop Talks, what we do. Oh, fun, but, fun, uh, yes. We actually, I think we we're going to discuss your history, but we only have so much time for less than five minutes. Can you describe your, your, your uh, I guess, first question always Peter gives is, uh, when did you get started in music and uh, how uh-huh. you like music now with Stephen James? Well, I, I started playing when I was eight years old. <clears throat> I'll try to make it quick because we only got crap. so much time. But yeah, I got my first Holy guitar crap. from my grandparents at eight, and uh, I started taking it really seriously about the age of 13, 14. And I had an, an amazing, um, award-winning teacher named Joe Blennis. He was a blues guy, and um, I took lessons all the way up until he passed away at 18. And um, I started playing in bars and clubs at uh, 16 years old. And I got to meet a lot of Northwest greats like Jerry Miller from Moby Grape, um, Gail Harris and the fabulous Whalers, the Sonics, um, uh, even even someone from the Ventures. And uh, I, got, I got to play with a That's lot of awesome. great people. Yeah. 
basically. I actually met one here. one member from the, the Sonics. I, I believe I remember correctly. Uh, uh, my my good friend Randy Sparks introduced me to him. Oh, I know Randy. Guy. Yeah. Randy's cool. From talking, he, this one is passed. He has passed on the the Sonic Legend. Um, he yeah. passed on a few years ago. But uh, it was always it was like 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 Stephen James has said. It's an honor to meet these great uh, artists in your life. Oh, definitely. And oh, and not just instrumental, but it blows your mind when you see them, and it changes your way of thinking about things. I think. Right. It really does. It really, and I'm having a blast right now. Um, to, to finish on that question, I'm having a blast with with this band right now. This is probably, honestly, the best band I've I've ever been in. And uh, now you're you 25, know, so that means you're legal. You can go touring now. You can do what you want. How do you feel oh, about yeah. that? Even though yeah. we're doing COVID, are you feeling expired? I mean, inspired <laughs> about how having to get this mission going on with with the band and making those moves. Oh, definitely. It's given me a lot of inspiration. Definitely. Awesome. Definitely. Peter. Peter, got anything for our, our young man here, 25, Ty, guitarist. Uh, and uh, uh, how uh, did we get uh, uh, Ty? Eight years old. Eight years old. He started eight years old. Mm-hmm. Eight years old. <laughs> that was a guitar, right, Ty? Yep, I got my guitar? first acoustic at eight years old. I started oh, taking it knowledge. seriously and playing oh. live around 13. Oh yeah, my yeah, God! Peter, uh, go ahead, go I, ahead, Peter. Yeah, I can totally refer to it. Uh, I started playing piano when I was three years old. And, oh uh, God! And uh, God, that's then, really... I, then I went to music school when I was uh, six years old for piano. And then I saw Black Sabbath. And then oh, wow. uh, I, I did ask my mom back in uh, Eastern Europe, where I uh, was born and grew up, uh, to buy me an acoustic guitar. And I was eight years old when she bought me acoustic guitar. Uh, back then, we couldn't afford much. Uh, uh, it was it was a third world country, communistic country, really bad, really bad, really bad. And uh, the guitar, the guitar was the guitar yeah. guitar was worth probably five dollars, five US dollars, and I, it was right. a big deal for me. And I felt like a champion. And I uh, I started playing guitar when I was uh, eight years old. Uh, obviously, oh, I was awesome. still in the school with uh, in piano for piano, but. Uh, and uh, that's how I started. Exactly the same age like you. Hey, Peter, oh my God, that's awesome. Everyone follows up on that so you can understand. Uh, what age did you, Peter, uh, move from the Soviet or the Eastern Bloc into America? Oh, please, please, please don't ever, ever say Soviet. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Soviet oh. Union was a fucking torture for Eastern Bloc. We're like yeah, prisoners. Eastern Bloc, yeah. You know, so yeah, Eastern I, Bloc, was yeah. In, yeah, I was in uh, uh, former Czechoslovakia. You know, born in Slovakia. Now it's a Slovak yeah. Republic and Czech Republic. So, so mm-hmm. you know, uh, it was never part of Soviet Union, but were actually ridden and commanded by fucking Soviet Union communists. Oh, you know. Yeah. So, so uh, anyways, and what was your question? My question was, when did you leave and get to America and knew you were free oh, to uh, do music? Okay, uh, Berlin Wall. Uh, Berlin Wall came down in 1989. I was 15 years yeah. old. Uh, at that point, and uh, first time I came to North America uh, was in 1991. I lived in Calgary, uh, Canada. Oh, and then, nice. Uh, nice. And, uh, yeah, nice and cold. Oh, my God. Better than L.A. <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> so, you missed the cold, Peter. You missed the cold. Oh, hell, motherfucking yeah. I miss the cold. <laughs> you know, if, 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 Hollywood, if Hollywood is in Northern Territory, I'm fucking moving yeah. in. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so anyways, yeah, you I, did I, have I, good 
you don't got good beast experience. You said that the beach is not so good in, in LA. Not, not as good as you imagine it being, huh? Beach style. Well, I'm not. I'm, yeah, that was a personal uh, kind of uh, stuff, but you know, it's just kind of like disgusting. Like people, they come, ah! and they, just, they, they just eat uh, burgers and French fries and uh, tacos and oh. burritos, and then they fall asleep. And then uh, seagulls, <laughs> seagulls will come, and you you see like a family of four or five, you know, people, husband, wife, and three oh. kids, you know, and then they fall asleep, you know, after they eat burgers and tacos and burritos oh, no. and all them shits, and and seagulls are picking up like there's like fifty <laughs> seagulls around, you know, and they're just trying to pick up, oh, you know, no. leftovers, you know. So, but um, you know, yeah, I so, can vouch for uh, that because oh. I'm from LA. Yeah. I've so, seen it. Oh no! You're from that area too. You're from from Long Beach, right, Mary? Yeah, I you lived in that area when you were growing up, huh? Yeah, well, I was born at Fort Irwin, yeah. an army brat, and I lived oh, okay. in L.A. and in Long Beach. Oh wow! Well, Long Beach, Long Beach is cool, especially that you know, was cool, I guess, right? Some yeah, places. So I'm I'm close to beach, you mm -hmm. know. Even yeah. though, you know, like I said, you know, sometimes it's kind of like disgusting to watch people, what they do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I'm like uh, 10 minutes by car from beach and I'm right yeah. in the middle between of Orange County and uh, 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 Hollywood, L.A., you know, oh, so nice. like, area. like you cool. know, close by, you know, area. so I'm, I'm I'm in perfect spot, you know, uh, uh, me personally. So yeah, I think I've I, been there before, that area you're in. That's a pretty nice area, actually. Yeah, but you've never been to Vegas. <laughs> No, <laughs> I've been to Vegas. You got me there, Peter. That's an experience that must occur in, in April, hopefully. Yeah, soon. everybody's going oh. to visit Las Vegas. Oh yeah, yeah uh, exactly. Troy. Oh, Ty, have you been to hey, Ty? Have you been to Vegas? Troy, Not yet, but Vegas, soon. Oh, see, we're both the same way. Ty hasn't been to Vegas either, so. Soon, soon. See, there we go. There we go. Here we are. Here we are. Yeah, I'm, I'm moving with. Uh, I'm moving with Stephen. So. We're relocating. Oh, you're going to Kingsman? Yeah, I'm going to Kingsman. Are you guys going to Kingston, Arizona? Yep. I have a band out there uh, that's out there. Good friends of my punk band, I know. And they're out there as well. Oh. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to love it. A lot Poison better weather. Poison Made Sinners. Poison Made Sinners, a pretty good band. They're punk rock. What, what's what's their called? What, what's their, what are they called? Poison Made Sinners. Poison Made Sinners. Poison Made Sinners. Yeah, they yeah, are pretty good. Poison I've heard them. them. Very cool. Them, yeah. Very cool. Good, good band. Good band. Uh, great band. I, I talked to the singer a lot. He's, we'll have to do some shows, uh, definitely. He plays bass. I, I could be wrong. He played guitar. I got that wrong with Derek. The first interview I did was anything was important was in Fox. <laughs> with uh, and then I would say he's a guitar player. No, he's a bass player. Like oh, <laughs> well, oh. good bass guitar player. <laughs> oh, there you go. Should be a bass player in my opinion. If you were gonna be a singer, that's so hard to play guitar. I mean, some people could do it. Some of the greats had been able to be the lead singer and be the guitar player. But, bass but that's how I teacher. learned. That's that's how yeah. I learned. I um, it's it feels weird for me to sing without the guitar strapped on. Right, but, so you, you know. used to always bring it around all the time. The guitar would go with you at school and oh yeah, yeah. Oh. everywhere. I mean, I'd cook breakfast with it strapped on in the morning. You know, I mean, <laughs> I'd go to sleep. <laughs> I wake up. Oh, I forgot to take it off last night. I guess I don't. <laughs> that's dedication. Hey, so soon. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Uh, that, that's what that, that's what I call I call uh, my guitars. I labeled our label. You know? <laughs> I, I, this is my wife. This is my girlfriend. And then you this got the mistress. Yeah. Mistress. Oh. And, I got, and, and, and I got the bitch too. 
What about a concubine? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's a BC Rich. Is that the shredder one? Which which one's the shredder yeah. one, Peter? Right, yeah, which because, one you call the shredder? Well, I mean, uh, uh, the, 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 the uh, scalloped neck friend of Stratocaster, YJM, Ingrid, oh, Johan yeah. Malmsteen, and then also BC Rich, you know. But my bitch has to be rich. That's why I call him our bitch because <laughs> she is BC Rich. So how do you like your uh, YJ? How do you like your YJM? YJM, I love it. I played it for over 20 years now. I've been using YJMs for, yeah, since uh, 2000. 2000, yeah, to be honest with you. Yeah. That was I'm my a first huge, one. huge Strat fan. Huge Strat fan. I, I own several myself. You know what? Uh, my advice to you, if I can give you, if you get a scallop neck uh, guitar, uh, let's say YJM like we're talking about, uh, first <laughs> of all, uh, you're going to hate it. Yeah, uh, I've it will take you, bro, it will take you probably like two weeks to play it every day, at least uh, uh, half an hour to one hour, at least uh, for two weeks. Uh, yeah. When you get used to it, once when you get used to it, then you're going to love it. You will not play just a regular neck. It's a lot lighter touch. It takes a lot yeah. lighter touch from what I understand. Exactly. Exactly, hmm. exactly. You know, uh, I had a virtuoso, uh, uh, Eric Henderson, in my recording studio a few years ago, we're, uh, recording album, and uh, uh, he's a classical uh, guitarist, very, oh. very, very good, trained uh, or actually student by uh, of uh, Andre Segovia, oh, and wow. uh, and uh, he he tried to play scallop neck, and he goes like, "Can you tune this guitar?" I'm like, <laughs> I'm like yeah. it's it's tuned perfectly perfect, but his touch was so hard because he played really tough pieces on classical yeah guitar. it'll bend the string down in that yeah, scallop exactly so so th that's what i was saying like it takes you probably two weeks you have to have a really light touch just like ingway mounstein you know like yeah, uh, yeah. He's, he's got really light touch like his fingers are almost like burly touching the frets i would you know, imagine um, it's like playing on air um, yeah almost yeah 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 so it, it takes a whole different uh, training and practicing, you know, to get used to it. But once when you get used to it, you're going to find out, like, oh, my God, I can do... Uh, there is no limit as far as this uh, 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 scallop neck. I can do anything I want. I can bend string, you know, I can push down, you know, do whatever, you know, so I can reach different notes. Right, uh, right. That makes sense. No, that makes a whole bunch of sound. Okay. I might have to look into that. Okay, what we always do, and unfortunately Stephen James is not with us, but we'll do it with Ty. Ty, if you want, ask us a few questions. This is a shop talk. We always let the artists also ask the hosts, or mostly artists. Besides, Mary is actually a former, is an artist in a way, too. She's a DJ as well. Uh, any questions for me, Peter, or Mary? Oh, God, I didn't have any questions prepared. Um, uh... What, what, I, I guess one, one would be... Um, well, you, who here plays uh, plays uh, guitar? I guess that'd be Peter. Well, besides, yeah. oh, well, Peter, I also okay. do. What, when? Uh, what was the first electric guitar that you got? I guess first, first electric yeah. guitar. Uh, uh, eight years old. I got acoustic guitar, and I think I was like ten years old when my mom bought me a electric guitar back in Eastern Europe in Slovakia. Uh, I was like 10 years old, and my first, uh, that, that was a cheap guitar, to be honest with you, okay, so 2,000 crowns, uh, that was probably, 
like uh, da, 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 like maybe fifty dollars or less, maybe thirty dollars. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just doing the math. So that was I was like ten years old, and uh, I was in first band when I was eleven. Oh, very cool, Sweet. very cool. Mary, you did say you did play guitar, so I'll let you go ahead say what guitar. Um, you did say you did play guitar, right? Yeah. Well, I started on piano. And then I switched to classical guitar, and then I just kind of played around with electric guitar, because I was never, I mean, I kind of prefer piano. And then in high school, I was in a band, but I was the singer, so I just kind of play around oh, with awesome. them. But we've got a really badass guitar. I just can't think of what it is offhand. And I'll go last, because I did actually play some form of guitar, a bass guitar. And I had an American Fender uh, for a little while. It was a little bit leaving. Unfortunately, someone stole it. And I oh, just, of course, sprang back to my passion, which is singing. So I went back to singing. But I did actually take some time for about a year and a half with some experienced people teaching me how to play bass. And I still know how to play bass formidably here and there. I actually played Teeth Spirit not too long ago, a few years ago, on someone else's bass. So bass guitar. I, I like Fenders, but I also like, I like, I like other uh, new uh, Ibanez types. I've always I tried some of those. I really like those really nicely. Oh yeah, Amer American Fender's always nice. I, I love their basses, especially their the P bass um, or the the jazz bass. I mean, um, I got one in my studio, jazz bass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, all yeah, jazz basses. Oh, they're yeah. great. They're I love great. it. Yeah. Yep. Oh, and Steve. Oh my God, Steven's got a '56. Uh, that's a P bass, right? Yeah, '56 P bass upstairs, hanging on the wall. Now that's as pristine condition. Just gorgeous. Oh wow. Gorgeous sunburst. Yeah, it sounds amazing. I mean, he can plug it right into the board. Nothing at all. He doesn't need to touch the board or anything. Just DI it, and it's perfect. I mean, it, I've never seen it happen before. <laughs> I've never seen it happen awesome. before. But, Is there uh, anyone else of the members there, Ty, that want to talk to us before we, we say goodbye? Anyone? Well, in the uh, room? Steven's right next to me if you want to talk to him before we uh, yeah. sign off. This will, be, this will be the lightning question. It was very good talking to you, Ty, and I hope you're very well on your trip, and hopefully we'll see you in Vegas sometime. Yes, of course. Thank you, man. You guys have a great day. Have a you great too, one, Ty. Good, good luck, Ty. Very nice talking to you, Ty. Good luck. Good luck with yeah, everything. Keep... While we say goodbye to Ty, we're about ready to say goodbye to you, Stephen James. Uh, okay. Any last words? Uh, we're, I guess our idea is to go to Vegas sometime in April. Anything you'd like to close with, maybe uh, where you can find your music or uh, anything like that. Well, we're getting ready to launch our um, well our dot com here at the end of the month. So yeah, you'll be able to find everything through ninety nine nightmares dot com. Nice. So awesome. We have the website up Mary, very shortly here. Anything last you want to ask for Stephen before we, we wrap it up? Um, not that I can think of. Okay. Yeah, I just we had a last. great time the Definitely other night. Oh, I, a great time, Peter. I guess we're gonna have a drink in Vegas. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to throw you a bachelor party. <laughs> hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I've been a bachelor all my life, thank you very much. <laughs> See? I hit the fucking nail right down nuts. <laughs> Stephen James met the girls I was with. They never were good enough for me. You know, that's all it is. <laughs> he knows. He was with me. I played the fifth. <laughs> you played the fifth. You know it, sir. You know it. You know this. I played the fifth of Jack Daniels. That's all I'm yeah, saying. Exactly. There you go. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Exactly, Steven. And you know what, Troy? You know what? It takes only five Jack and Cokes 
Every oh. girl. Every girl. Every girl looks good. Looks good. Got six pack beauty queen. Oh my god. Okay. And then you wake up. Out. Then you wake. Then you wake up the next morning and say like, "Holy yeah. shit." Who is next to me? Do, do I know you? You gotta do the walk of shame. <laughs> yeah, yeah, walk of shame. That's a good one. Four? Like, does this happen again? We're doing hangover four. How does we have to again? <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're gonna feel like you're gonna feel like in an American Pie uh, number ten. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listeners. Uh, you guys ready for the closer? This has been Shop Talk. Mary, send us out. Y'all have a great one, and we will be back soon with a lot more. A lot more. Yes, thank you very much, everybody.